names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, back into the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, today, for some reason, you brought back the the, the Lakers fedora. What did you call it? The podcast fedora. Oh, yeah. And um, you know what's funny? Literally... Like an hour ago, we had our audio team meeting for, for SB Nation. And my boss's boss, Justin, asked... No, I guess my boss asked about it. And my boss's boss, Justin, was also very interested in what the podcast fedora was. So that's a fun explanation. Why'd you bring it back, though? Uh, Well, and this, is, this will tell you about... We are going to do Misfortune of the Week this week. And this will tell you about how unfortunate my Misfortune of the Week was. Uh, uh. That this is not it. But um, I, uh, Mia was kind enough. My my loving wife uh, was nice enough to shave my head this week uh-huh. and help me out with that with like the straight razor, not like the electrical one. Get a little closer shave, whatever you know, just for the summer. Um, Do you have stitches? Uh, no. Um, but I would say that I did <laughs> think about it. Uh, so. Because it looks like I was mauled by some sort of hawk uh, while I was out on a walk, um, I I am wearing the podcast fedora today. I don't know why you would go straight razor. She gets like, an A plus for enthusiasm, Anthony. Um, <laughs> she went full Sweeney Todd. Like she yeah. just went. <laughs> yeah. But that's not my misfortune of the week. That's but not that is why the misfortune. Podcast, that is yeah. why the podcast fedora is back. Uh, Are you bringing do, the podcast I, I fedora with you? Pretty much anywhere I go right now. Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, you're going to Palm Springs in a few weeks, like, or in a couple weeks. Uh, is the well, podcast don't have to tell fedora? Make... That. That's like, come on. That's... Why? Okay, oh, don't yes. tell them people when are, I'm going. People are going to be on the lookout for yeah, Harrison I don't, Fagan. I, look, I don't want the paparazzi showing up and <laughs> taking photos of me. Out with the people. Um, some some crazy now. listener, maybe your brother is just going to go post up in in uh, Palm Springs for the next two weeks, hoping he bumps into you. Yeah, I mean, I think he knows where I'm staying, so that <laughs> that would you know he wouldn't really have to post up. He'd be um, he'd be the least efficient stalker ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Taylor and Horton Tucker of stalkers. Yeah, I was going to say. Speaking of inefficient. <laughs> Uh, all right. So today on the show, we have quite a few things to get to. One of Harrison's actual personal favorites. We're going to talk about the state of journalism as the New York Knicks. <laughs> this is a whole segment. I thought that you were just going to. OK, whatever. Well, look, you said I don't want to talk about this and then proceeded to like huff and puff through like three point points that you were getting ready to make. So that informs me that, yes, indeed, you do have some talking points on this subject and you Does getting riled up about I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But you getting riled up about stuff is good content. It's okay. always good content. Cause it's usually me that gets riled up about stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to ask a question that I just kind of threw out there on Twitter. And this was look a year or two ago, maybe a year ago. If I would have asked this absolutely would have been an NF tweet. Absolutely would have like, but I asked the question, Hey, if I was to tell you 
that the Lakers are going out of their way to sabotage uh, the, the last chapter of LeBron's career. How different could it possibly look? And, and, <laughs> and the response to it has been overwhelmingly positive, which is kind of crazy that that's where we currently sit with this front office. Um, no, so we're I gonna... mean, look, for you, the, the team being bad and the front office being bad is good for business because you're going to be negative either way. And so <laughs> when there's actually like justified things to be negative about, it's good uh -huh. for your brand. That's that's what I root for, honestly, all the time. When I when I as a, as a lifelong Lakers fan, somebody who like has been you organized about... you organize the Staples Center riot just to give yourself content uh, con like content. You're like, look, look at how incompetent they are. Fans are protesting at this thing that I organized, and they and they won a championship right afterwards. Yep. So you're all welcome. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be the second segment here, and then the final one. Uh, Raj and Sabrina in yesterday's episode of I Love Incredible Basketball. Episode. It's, it's just. I feel so terrible having brought Raj on here just to watch his soul like slowly leave his body. Yeah. Like just just episode by episode just get broken down. He showed up like him, such a him asking like about title a beacon of positivity. And Sabrina being like we're not talking about title contention. We're talking about making the playoffs, Raj. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's look it's simultaneously one of the best things I've ever done in my career was putting Raj and Sabrina together. I knew that that was going to be a, a home run, and it has been incredible watching those two um, get more used to uh, doing shows together. They they were great from the get-go, and they've only gotten better. Yes. But the worst thing that I've ever done in she my career— She knows how to poke him now. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> the, like that, that's been the biggest adjustment. The worst thing I've ever done in my career is just slowly— <laughs> Beat the shit out of Raj's basketball soul. Like just bring him into this into this environment. To talk about the end of the roster. Overhype our bench guys. <laughs> and now we're just talking about leverage. I apologize, Raj. I don't, but I apologize. Um, all right. So the uh, final segment <clears throat> in response to Raj and Sabrina's incredible episode of I Love Basketball yesterday is whether the Lakers, as currently constructed, would make the play-in. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious what Harrison has to say about all of that. Let's start, though, with, again, I know this is Nick stuff. This is journalism stuff. I know that this is a great way to get people's eyes to glaze over. Yeah, talking we about lead with the with the segment people are most interested in. Yeah, I know. I mean, we aren't going to spend too much time on it. So if you guys want to fast forward 10, 15 minutes, you guys are welcome to. But essentially, long story short, at Jalen Brunson's uh, introduction, the New York Knicks basically opted to not welcome media into that environment, not have any media ask any questions. Um, this is a, a Knicks organization that I believe last year only did the bare minimum when it came to uh, public addresses and, and, and all of that and, and how their, their basic... I believe their GM or president or whatever is Leon Rose or whatever. Leon Rose has not spoken to the media the entire time he's been employed. That's, yeah, yeah. And and uh, so look, I, I find this very interesting because not just the not just the the approach itself, right? The approach itself is I, I think it's just like objectively bad. Like I just think it's 
from a PR standpoint, from a you know from from uh, ha- having an informed fan base standpoint, all of those things. Like I just think it's a stupid thing. It's a stupid policy that they're enacting. But all, what I have found really interesting is Knicks fans in my mentions because I, I I tweeted about it, and Knicks fans have not shut up since. They are all standing for their. Uh, the, the, for this policy, and I just, I'm, it baffles me. It'd be one thing if it was like a, a solid organization that just wants to limit the noise after years of, of consistent productivity and consistent results and all of this. But the New York Knicks have been a fucking tire fire for years, for the entirety of my lifetime. They have been a joke. And I would think that that fan base would want more access, more clarity, more transparency, so that they can get a look into how things have gone so wrong for so long. And to have basically fans up in arms at the media for saying that the media should be present there has been something to behold. So I'm just gonna get out of your way though, Harrison. I, like you're, you're literally wearing a journalistic fedora right now. All the, you're missing is the press pass sticking out of the I need to get fed- one of those yeah. just to put in here. I'll get like a, I need to get like a note card that says yeah. press or something. But I, I, I want to know, I just want to know from, from your, from where you're standing, your thoughts on this situation. And I don't know, I, for me, I think it's like a perfect example of how we arrived in the place that we have arrived societally, where we don't, we don't want, we don't want journalism. We want PR for the things that we root for. So I think that there is a good amount of truth in that. Um, I also think that like, no, so I'm not. Bl- all, by the way, I'm not blaming the Knicks for where we have arrived societally. I'm saying it's no, an it's example of it. This, this it's is how a- we get the engagement on this show. Yeah. The Knicks for clicks, baby. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> why the Knicks are responsible for the downfall of American society. Somebody, no, world society, yeah. human society. Somebody asked me if, like, if the Knicks were somehow responsible for the January 6th insurrection. I'm like, what? Excuse I'm me? Not, I'm not going to touch that. Uh, I'm just gonna keep on moving on. No, the the this is how bro- how much you've broken my brain. Uh, is that <laughs> when you have a tweet like this, the first thing that I do is uh-huh. check what day of the week it is and be like, is he gonna <laughs> podcast with someone before me that he can torture with this and uh-huh. like explain his tweet on the air? And yeah. yesterday the answer was no, which was very disappointing to me. Uh, because <laughs> I did the math, I realized I'm like, oh, it's Raj and Sabrina's day today. Check. Slack. I'm gonna start oh, purposely sending Thursday. NF tweets on Wednesdays. And it's just going to torture me every time. Uh, just saving <laughs> up your worst tweets of the way, uh, your worst tweets of the week for Wednesday. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's like an extra little gut punch when I see it because not only like normally I always know that like people are going to bring it up to me or whatever and like they're going to be like, oh, is Anthony okay? Like you know, and uh, like why is he so mad about all these things? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, he's, <laughs> have you witnessed his Twitter feed? Like, this he's is not- just perpetually mad. Yeah, this is standard. Uh, <laughs> and. So, yeah, there's all that part of it. Um, But kind of circling back to this, I don't care. Um, Mm. Like, like I don't – do I think that this is, like, a super smart strategy from the Knicks that is going to get them, like, more favorable coverage down the line? Like, no. Um, You know, like, I I was going to give the example, you know, you were talking about if an organization that had just reeled off, like, eight titles or something like that did this, like, you know, of course fans would be like, yeah, you know, there's nothing bad to say. Like, they're just yeah. trying to have their celebration thing, like, you know, and, uh, like, whatever. I would understand it more, but I guess 
you know, there's so many, uh, there's so many ways to write about a team now and to cover a team now that I just don't, I cannot bring myself to care that reporters were not allowed to ask like, oh, are you guys going to trade for Donovan Mitchell and have the Knicks say like, oh, we're not commenting on that today is about Jalen Brunson. Mm -hmm. Like I I understand like larger picture. This is maybe an issue for like some legacy media and things like that where like teams are cutting off access. And I understand why journalists are upset about it, whatever, like, I kind this of, has been a trend, by the way. Like, yeah, this, and this has been a trend Knicks. since since COVID, right? Was yeah, like ever since COVID. Like basically, the NBA is using COVID as an excuse to limit access to as many people as they possibly can. Yeah, which is going to lead to, I, I think, in some cases, less interesting stories. Um, I do find the kind of preemptive grousing about it like a little off-putting I guess like Mm. I I just don't I can't get myself to be like oh like this is the downfall of like sports journalism that the Knicks won't let like some tabloid outlet in to ask about like Donovan Mitchell trades at Jalen Brunson's intro press conference you know Mm -hmm. like I I understand why the Knicks did approached it the way that they did yesterday because all it was it wasn't going to be about Brunson at all or I mean very limited it was just going to be you know it's it was going to be like when they the Lakers introduced Frank Vogel uh and like the the media but that was was productive though I thought that was productive I thought like you put Frank in a tough spot but like at some we point, did, we did they do need to end Frank that day. Um, but I think from the Lakers' perspective, I don't know yeah. that that was all that productive in terms of the message that they were trying to convey. And so I understand, and we know that it wasn't because they set up a whole separate thing with Frank Vogel afterwards yeah. for reporters to like just talk to him after they had grilled Rob. Mm-hmm. And so we know that, like, so again, like maybe, I, maybe this uh, another solution here is like just to have Leon Rose do like a one-on-one interview. But he, we know he doesn't want to do that, and that he's not going to do that. And so I just find like the complaining about it, like. Okay, so right that they're cutting off access and they clearly yeah. don't want to. No, talk that is about the story. All of that, like I, I just don't. I don't know. I I can't bring myself to get too up in arms about it because I really like for yesterday specifically. I don't see it as that big of a deal, and I sort of understand where the Knicks are coming from. Like, I'm not trying to be a bootlicker or something. I have no, I have no reason to stand for the Knicks. Like, I don't even cover them. I don't care. Like, yeah. if they like uh, that, I like their PR response or whatever. Like, I, I'm just thinking objectively and from sort of like an all-encompassing perspective. That press conference specifically, I don't really see an issue. Like, with the larger trend, it is going to lead to weaker coverage in general of all of these things. And if I were a fan, like that is something that maybe. I would care about but I think that we also know that a lot of fans like they just want to see kind of positive coverage of their team yeah and are you know they don't want to see reporters in there like asking Leon Rose like you know why haven't you traded for Donovan Mitchell yet or you know whatever it may be or in the Lakers case like grilling Rob over Magic's comments or over what I mean I think at this point Lakers fans want to see Rob get grilled but you get what I'm saying well but that's my point though Lakers fans want to see Rob get grilled because but they didn't. as last time around sure but well but again it turns out that those questions that were being asked about rob at that point do kind of help tell the story of where things were likely heading like we're finding out i can also see why knicks fans don't care about that 
and why they are sensitive after having years of being a league laughingstock where everybody's mm-hmm. just making jokes about the Knicks that they don't really feel like, you know, they care much about reporters like being allowed in there or whatever. And like, you know, I like, mean, I, but they're still, they're still a laughingstock. You signed Jalen Brunson. Like it'd be one thing if you saw no, like, the Knicks are back, baby. Like Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell. Let's calm Second down round, a little here bit. We come. Yeah. Like the, the, the <laughs> they're freaking, their backcourt is going to be barbecue chicken for every team that they play against. You know, like we aren't we aren't talking about some franchise altering uh, move that they bros just wired the barbecue bros. <laughs> like, I, I just I, I don't know. I I look at everything when I when I try to when I in my coverage. Right. What I try to do is try to tell the story and prepare people for what's coming next. Right. So for as that's why as possible. Always. Well, yes. It, it turns out when you're when you're covering a team that just won 33 games, there's not much positivity to report on. I want to hear about winning Gabriel, dude. Like, I just, <laughs> tell me about so, the win. But like, if I if I you know, I just basically look at things as as I would as a fan, right? Why why are things? If I'm a Knicks fan, why are things? Why have been? Why have things been the way that they have been for 30 ish years now? More than that. Why haven't the Knicks in the biggest media market in the country with, you know, playing in a building that players refer to as the Mecca and with every advantage that they could possibly ask for, why do they still suck? How can they have still, like, how do you still stumble into just absolutely farcical basketball for 30 years? How do you not accidentally win a championship with all the advantage that the advantages that they have. The Lakers I would act- love to hear you phrase this question to Leon Rose at a press conference. Oh yeah, I know. But like but again, like if I was a Knicks yeah, fan, uh, Anthony Irwin, <laughs> SB Nation. How have you been so bad suck? for so bad? I yeah. just have a que- like why do you guys suck just in general? Just yeah. Answer that however you want to. I mean, Charles Oakley Charles Oakley basically asked that question and he was thrown out of the building that he made famous. Help yeah. make famous. You know, I, I just I but ba- again, like for me, I think the service that we kind of have here, the way that I look at it is how can I explain what is going on here in a way that prepares people for what might be coming next, right? So so when, when I had questions about the process that even went into winning a championship, the point of that was like, yeah, I, I still don't know that I trust this front office all that much because... The way that they were hired, their background, the 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 insular thinking, and all of that. Like, I just don't think that this Lakers front office has it. And lo and behold, guess what? <laughs> you know, the people who've been listening, I, I would I would imagine, were pretty well prepared for how last season was going to play out. And I think Knicks fans, like that's that's if I was a Knicks fan, that's all I'd be asking for. And I think the people, the media, when covering your team, yes, exactly. But like the what I would be asking for is is. Hey, how can how does this policy make it easier or harder for the people covering this team to tell that story and prepare me for what's coming next? Because what's coming next for the next and and to your point, Harrison, like I think we all know what's coming next without even having access to it because we have access to what the last 30 years have been in Knicks basketball. We know how this is going to go. They're going to have like a, a scrappy little team that everybody's going to go get all excited about Jalen Brunson or John Donovan Mitchell is going to get MVP buzz because Knicks fans just can't help, but get overexcited about players who can get buckets. 
and and then they're gonna lose. Bing bong sound effect in here. Yeah, I I damn it, I should have put, I should have added it just for the show. But Bing bong. <laughs> they're just like we know how this is going to play out, and I don't have access to the Knicks and, and all of that. So to your point, maybe it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, but I, I do was, think I was gonna say you undermined your entire point. You're no, talking I know. about all this stuff and your approach to it. Yeah, anyone can do that. Like no, sure. well, not anyone. I mean, what you do takes like obviously you have skills and you have merits, and that's not what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> yeah. anyone can take a larger picture, like sort of more holistic view of all this stuff. And you don't need a quote from Leon Rose to like write about what has been going on with the Knicks. Like that's my point. Like yes, more access, but I it, it can general, be more informed though. We're telling more informed, more accurate stories about what is going on and all of that. Like I'm not arguing against more access or anything like that. I, I just also think that like to act like like there's nothing that you can do to cover Jalen Brunson signing because you weren't like allowed to talk to Leon Rose. Like I think is asinine is just as asinine. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just as asinine, but I, I would, I would say it's, it is ridiculous. It is a ridiculous stance, but I do kind of feel like, like if, if you are a reporter and you rely on those quotes and you rely on those at that access to do your job, you do kind of have to be ridiculous because this is a ridiculous stance that they're taking. You do have to kind of, you know, hyperventilate about the fact that, like, yeah, this affects the way that you can do your job. That that should be something that, you should I, yell about. A hundred percent. I just don't think that fans care. Right, right or well, wrong? Of course not. I, I no, that's that was the point of my care. tweet. So I, I just, I wonder. The point of my tweet was to say that they don't care. And I think yeah, that's why so we like, suck. <laughs> I, I wonder, really, if there's any benefit in sort of just, like, complaining. It's like complaining about airlines. You know, like no one cares. Like, yeah. you know, there's, another there's another other, favorite hobby of journalists. There's other more effective channels to deal with this through. Yeah, yeah. I'm Would just be my argument. I'm I just don't. I just don't see. Like, no, no fan is going to empathize with you or care, or almost very few. No, I know. I'm no. Look, my mentions would <laughs> would certainly highlight that. But but I'm saying that I think it's unfortunate. Like somebody made the point. It, it, in in um, in relation to the Portland Trailblazers, how access to Neil O'Shea and tough questions aimed at Neil O'Shea eventually led to O'Shea's dismissal. And I think Blazers but, fans... Why would the Knicks want to facilitate that? I don't... Like, that's my well, thing. Well, of, like, of course the yeah. Knicks don't... Of course the Knicks don't want to, but are, if, you were to t if you were to ask any Blazers fan right now, hey, are the Blazers in a better or worse place right now than they were under Neil O'Shea, I don't think you'd get any argument for Neil the O'Shea. Difference, the difference then, I think, is that Knicks fans don't want Leon Rose grilled right now. Like, they're happy with him. Oh, sure. So, you know, I think that, like, that kind of stuff, you're going to get that outrage and that kind of empathy and that kind of thing, like, when they want you there to ask those tough questions. But And eventually yeah, they're I mean, going to want to. When you when you feel the backcourt of Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell and eventually— That's not true. I, I think once they get all 15 roster spots, or 17 with two-way guys, filled the uh -huh. CAA clients, I think <laughs> at that point they're going to be set. And so there will be no more questions to ask. Harrison, how dare you? It is only the Los Angeles Lakers who have iffy relationships with agencies. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm picturing, though, I'm picturing what it would be like if I asked that question to Leon Rose. Hey, uh, Mr. I'm, Rose. I'm trying not to get banned from any press conferences, Anthony. Quick, quick question, Mr. Rose. Um, and also, Mr. Dolan, uh, I know you never talk in, in all of this, but, but just quick question. Um, how have you been so bad 
for so long? And the response would be, I think that we should consider having them arrested. <laughs> I think the response would more accurately be security. Yeah. Get them out. <laughs> that one. Ah, oh man, that's another one I need to add here. But police. The one who, police. The, <laughs> please that's, that's James help Foley. me. <laughs> A single tough question. How dare you? All right. He just, we'll he move just, on. Like, knocks everything off the table like Dave Chappelle in that skit and just runs. Like <laughs> F-I-F. Fif. Um, the whole water thing over like just <laughs> they're on to oh me. hey donovan mitchell and then you the just fans run know in the we're other bad way. now because they asked a question about it <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on to uh a lighter topic here and whether the lakers might be actively si- sabotaging lebron james <laughs> i just hope you get to ask rob about this at a press conference <laughs> rob are you trying to ruin the end of LeBron's career? I mean, again, I ask you, Harrison, if this was the way that they were doing business here, if this was their intent, how different could it possibly look the last two off seasons? Oh, okay. Only the last two. I was going to say, because like, you know, they did win the whole, they did the whole like win a title thing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that that kind of right. argues against your point. Uh-huh. Um, but the last two off seasons, if if I was to tell you that, all right, Rob helped LeBron win his one championship. If LeBron wins another one, right, he ties Kobe. Do I have that right? Yes, I believe because he's at four right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, if LeBron has one with the Lakers, two with the Heat. Yeah. So if LeBron wins one more, he ties Kobe. And if I was just to say, you know, just for just for fun, fun, reckless speculation here, but if I was to say that Rob didn't want LeBron tying Kobe and went out of his way to sabotage the roster. How different could it possibly look than it has looked these last two off seasons? I would argue pretty different because we know. (laughs) All right. We know that Rob values different basketball things than we do. So like if he wanted to sabotage this, he He would would accidentally have good off season role players. Yeah. I mean, he's like, that, these guys don't have any, like these guys, uh, these guys aren't hoopers. Like, he like they don't, accidentally you know, puts they, together the perfect team. Yeah, like, he's like, just, they, <laughs> these guys can't, you know, like these guys are buckets. This no guy isn't a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So outside, outside of that accidental success then, but if, if I was to have the worst possible off seasons in back to back off season, like that, that I could have had in the last two, like how different could it possibly look? I don't think it would look very different. You go out and you trade for a forty-seven million dollar player who doesn't well, play well on either side. I agree. Of, oh, yeah. you mean? Do you mean when you say last two? Do you mean this off season, like that's happening kind of right now, still yeah, going on, and the and one before the, it? Right. Okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about the uh, the twenty twenty one and like last one, so last year during the rest uh-huh. rate, that stuff. No. So no, this one twenty twenty one going on right now, and and the one from last year. Okay. Uh, in that case. It becomes harder to argue with your point uh, <laughs> because I was going to say, like, you're, you're a little bit you're being a little hypocritical if you're like, oh, the 2020 offseason, that was active sabotage when you like loved that team. and I, called I, them the most talented Lakers ever. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just going to bring that up every week. I stand. You know what? I stand by you give it. yourself so many pats on the back for how many you got right that I, you know, somebody's got to bring you back down a little bit and do some old takes exposed for the audience. You know, I'm I, all right. 
for one thing, I can barely reach my back according to Twitter. Okay. So, so, uh, I do not pat my back constantly for that, but I, I will say I'm though not, that I think, I, I think, yeah, go ahead. I get what you're saying. I'm not willing to go there yet just because if they can pull off the trade for Kyrie and they somehow turned like, like imagine if two years ago you had told Lakers fans that they could trade Montrez Harrell, three first round picks, KCP and Kuz for Kyrie. Like mm -hmm. they would have done it in a second, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the three picks would have been kind of steep. But I yeah, think... I mean, the three picks is steep, but you're getting them out of Brooklyn, like right with his best friend Kevin Durant. Like it's mm -hmm. you know you got to pay it to steep. We've seen what stars Rudy Gobert got like 55 first round picks. So <laughs> it's you know yeah, it, it, right like there's there's a market here where you got to overpay in picks a little bit. That's just sort of the currency and the trend of the league right now. You know, yeah. Zach Lowe actually wrote a really great piece on that for ESPN Insider. On I actually like read it. Why teams are overpaying, you know, so or quote unquote overpaying in trades or why the price has gone up so much for these big haul trades and i think you know like that does not sound like a completely unreasonable transaction now again that ignores a lot of context you basically punted an entire season in between with russell westbrook but you know overall if they can get that to work and they make that happen like that's not you know like to me that's not sabotage that's like you sort of upgraded the roster okay do you believe Maybe. they still can do that do you still believe do you still believe they can do that? And again, 100%. part of the part of the context there that like so you mentioned the context of punting a season on on, you know, this uh, during a year where LeBron was capable of leading the league in scoring. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you you punted that season and all it took was Kyrie going so full dark web that he became so toxic that the Brooklyn Nets wouldn't want him around anymore. But you, beyond that, you think though, Bill Handy, like inside job, was like sending him videos. He was like, just on like, Instagram, <laughs> just like, new research shows. Him.